Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, come. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our rock and our redeemer, the source of our strength, Lord, and where true freedom and forgiveness is found. We ask these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you know what I think might be the hardest lesson that I've ever had to learn as a Christian. You got any guesses? What do you think is like the hardest lesson? You can, you can talk scouts like for real in church. What do you think? Forgiveness, yes. <laughs> We kind of did give it away, didn't we, what we were talking about today. But really, truly, I think forgiveness is the hardest lesson that I'm learning as a Christian. You know, I fear that when I am left to my own devices, I would often choose revenge over forgiveness. Getting even with someone offers a momentary rush of adrenaline that is often more appealing than the harder work of forgiveness. Maybe you struggle with this too. I remember how much I fought with my younger sister as a child and my impulsive responses as a child. I think perhaps for many children, their first reaction to being insulted by a sibling is not to walk away, but instead to call their sibling a name or hit them, or file that moment away in their mind to later remind their parent how they truly are the better child. <laughs> My thoughts do not immediately turn towards forgiveness when somebody cuts me off in traffic. Neither did my thoughts turn to forgiveness towards the referees last night in the Carolina Duke game when R.J. Davis was called for a hook-and-hold foul in the last few minutes of the game. <laughs> and these are just slights that are easily forgotten, right? How much harder is it to forgive in closer relationships with years of hurt behind them? The tough reality for me is that sometimes it just feels easier and more rewarding to hold a grudge than to offer someone forgiveness. I want to have the last word, to get even, to make them understand the ways in which they have hurt me, and to prove that I was right and they were wrong. I can replay over and over again in my mind the way that someone has wronged me, and it just keeps my anger towards them fresh. 
we often hear about how forgiveness is good for us because it offers us a peace of mind where we are no longer consumed with getting even with another person or seething over the ways that they have mistreated us. That may be true, but I don't think that's the reason why we should forgive as Christians. The simplest way I know to explain it is that we forgive because God has forgiven us. In fact, in a few minutes, we're going to take Holy Communion, and we're reminded in the communion liturgy that on the night before the crucifixion, at the Last Supper, the night before his death, Jesus took the bread and the wine, and he said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of your sins. And as he hung on the cross, he looked at his persecutors and he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. After his resurrection, Jesus told his disciples, the forgiveness of sins must be preached in his name to all nations. Jesus revealed a God who is more willing to forgive than we are to ask. We can trust with the Apostle Paul that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And with the writer of Psalm 103, we can recognize that God won't always play the judge. He won't be angry forever. God doesn't deal with us according to our sin or repay us according to our wrongdoing. Because as high as heaven is above the earth, that's how large God's faithful love is for those who honor God. As far as the east is from the west, that's how far God has removed our sin from us. This is the amazing grace of which we sing. The grace, the unearned forgiveness of God, which we have received and we should extend that grace to others. When we say that we believe in the forgiveness of sins, we're not only confessing that we are sinners, not only that God is willing to forgive us, we are also expressing what is taught throughout Scripture, that we are called to forgive the sins of others. Jesus teaches this over and over again in the Gospels. In the Lord's Prayer, we say, Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. When we pray it, we are asking God to forgive us in the same way that we extend forgiveness to others. In the Gospel of Matthew, after teaching the prayer, Jesus goes on to make this point clear by saying, If you forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your sins. So how do we do this? What does forgiveness look like for a Christian? Forgiveness is not holding a grudge or taking revenge. 
It is to release your desire to get even. In other words, it's not forgiveness if you say you're sorry through gritted teeth and then pinch your brother or call your sister a name as soon as you're out of eyesight of your parents. Not that you or I ever did anything like that. Right. Forgiveness is not keeping a record of all the wrongs done to you by someone else so that you can recite them back to that person during your next argument. Not that you or I ever did anything like that, right? Forgiveness is not stealing somebody's Pez dispensers off their wall. <laughs> or taking somebody's Legos apart, Charlie. Right? <laughs> Forgiveness for me is so hard because I want justice. If someone has wronged me, I want to make sure that the situation is resolved in a way that is fair. But that's not how forgiveness works. As much as it pains me, and believe me, it pains me and my strong sense of justice, okay? Forgiveness is to realize that judgment is not yours to determine. Romans 12, 19 says, don't try to get revenge for yourselves, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. It is written, revenge belongs to me. I will pay it back, says the Lord. Revenge does not belong in the hands of humans, but of God only. Why? Because when we seek revenge against someone, we must always go overboard, escalating the fight further. Tales like the Hatfields and the McCoys and a new TV series called Feud that just came out this week prove the point. So does taking somebody's Pez dispensers off their wall. Revenge <laughs> seeks to destroy, but our God isn't a God of destruction. Our God is a God of creation and resurrection. God doesn't seek to destroy but to reconcile. Reconciliation is at the heart of Christian forgiveness. Revenge is about obliterating the one who has done us wrong, but reconciliation is about restoring what has been lost. Forgiveness is a promise before God not to take revenge on a wrongdoer for his or her sin against you. To put it simply, I learned early on in life that two wrongs don't make a right. The sin of someone against you is not made right by you sinning against them. Romans 12, 21 says, Don't be defeated by evil, but defeat evil with good. Forgiving others is not the same thing as saying the wrong against you was okay. Rather, it's choosing not to hold the wrong done to us, nor to hold, not to hold on to it, nor to hold it over the head of someone who has wronged us. By forgiving someone, you're promising God not to seek revenge against them or continue to bring the sin up. Forgiveness also doesn't necessarily release the one who has sinned from all consequences. Consequences may be legally required, and the failure to have consequences may keep the one who has sinned from changing. 
Likewise, forgetting, forgiving is not the same thing as forgetting, at least not for us as humans. A loss of trust between two people is a natural consequence of betrayal, and that trust has to be re-earned. That's the consequence of harming another person. Forgiveness does not mean that one should suffer at the hands of another person. It does not mean a lack of boundaries, and it does not mean protecting yourself, not protecting yourself against that hurt again. And it is always worth saying, and this is important, that abuse is never condoned. Forgiveness should never be used to argue that a person should remain within an abusive relationship. No one should ever suffer abuse in the hands of another person in the name of forgiveness. Another thing that makes forgiveness hard, though, is that is often granted even before it is felt. The truth is, there are a lot of broken relationships that I would leave in my wake if I waited to offer forgiveness when I felt like it. How many relationships have been lost for years, some never to be restored in this lifetime, because we wait until we feel like forgiving the other person? Perhaps we don't feel like forgiving before we offer forgiveness. Maybe, maybe we grant forgiveness in order to feel it. In fact, I find that I often have several good reasons for withholding forgiveness from another person. If you watched the worship video this week, you would have seen me wearing a sweatshirt that reads, Love Anyway. I wear it because it reminds me that I always have lots of good reasons for withholding love and forgiveness. But God asked me to love anyway. My ability to love more fully and forgive more readily is truly the work of Christ in my life and as a result of my growth as a disciple of Jesus. Remember, Forgiving others is not the same thing as saying that what the person did was okay. Rather, it's choosing not to seek revenge, not to hold the wrong done to us over their head, or to hold on to it ourselves. I want to leave you with Eugene Peterson's translation of today's scripture from the message. It's a good word. If your mind has wondered during this sermon, which sometimes happens, I want you to bring it back for a minute. Focus. Now I'm going to sum it up here. You ready? All right. Even if you forgot what today's message is about, not that it's ever happened to anyone, you could always turn to this passage of Scripture in the message from today in, in your Bible, okay, the message translation of your Bible. Here's what it says. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you got it in you, get along with everybody. 
don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. Our scriptures tell us that if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. Or thirsty, get him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. These are words to live by, friends. Forgiving is a central part of our Christian faith. When we confess that we believe in the forgiveness of sins, we're recognizing that all of us need forgiveness. We're affirming that God is willing to forgive our sins, and we're accepting Christ's call to forgive others. Yes, we believe in the forgiveness of sins. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you. And we hope to see you soon.